0: You're listening to the Fan-Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Your home for all things Fan-Controlled. Up next, back to work with Leighton Batiste and Josh McCuga. Get your ear holes ready. It's time to get back to work. Leighton, my God. It's okay. okay. We're here for you. At least, <laughs> at least there's a trophy in the back. Do you see the trophy right here? Do you see that one?
1: Yeah, that's for like world's best internet uh <laughs> customer <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Wor- world's most did you hear me when i first tried to sign on in there welcome everybody to back to work i'm josh McCuga. i'm in i'm subdued tones in the attic of a house trying to find the only place where i can get internet and my baby can take a nap at the same time uh it has been i don't i don't know who who is don internet uh you know like mr internet himself uh Freddy internet mm-hmm. uh, T- Teresa internet whoever controls the internet needs to come out to my house and fix it again I don't know what the hell is going on okay this is some absolute bs but my wife is livid she's like if you wake up the baby I'm gonna kill you so my normally loud and crazy tones are going to have to be subdued today Like, and I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna like keep it about this okay
1: all right <laughs> welcome to smooth jazz with Josh McCougar
0: hey yo here we go uh welcome to back to work everybody layton how uh how are you doing <laughs> i've just
1: never heard you talk at this tone consistently <laughs> so i'm not waiting for like kenny g to come out of nowhere and just the man one note for two minutes.
0: Right? yeah <laughs> the man holds the record for longest saxophone note and uh, i personally think that's oh, one of the gosh. most impressive world records in the world 47 minutes one saxophone note it's pretty impressive oh, gosh yeah. yeah, he learned to breathe, and he learned to play the saxophone and breathe at the same time. Kenny G. Yeah,
1: he's better than Superman. Um, he really is? No, I'm doing good. Man. You yeah. Know, moved into the new townhouse this weekend. Yeah, so.
0: tell everybody a little bit about the move. You're an adult now.
1: Yeah, I'm a full adult. So like any sports fan, I was living in my mom's house. Yes. Um, And I moved out this weekend, moved in with my lovely girlfriend. We're now in downtown Atlanta, and I have this really cool setup. I wish you were going to see the whole thing, but
0: yeah.
1: um, Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Then I have my yes. actual high school football jersey. Then uh, a gift was made for me of an authentic Morehouse football jersey. I did not play college football. <laughs> Funny story, my head football coach senior year brought me into a private meeting, and the first thing out of his mouth was, so you do know that college football is not a reality for you, right? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, thanks a, <laughs> a lot and keep in mind i was i was a two-year varsity starter, but
0: yeah not. Really no bad, so. yeah no 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 yeah. I, uh, I we were, my buddy and i were texting today uh we got some really good news uh about my brother and you know his battle with cancer and so my buddy was like i hope he treats you know the, the, this better than he treated uh how me when we played intramural basketball because ben was the coach of the fraternity intramural basketball team and he and if you stunk mm-hmm. he wouldn't play you and he would yell at you if you shot and did anything besides rebound <laughs> and pass. he's like you st-? like Be- my brother was a hard ass coach and so uh we got a good <laughs> laugh out of that which kind of reminds me of like what this Morehouse coach is saying to you and that's uh, uh, a tough it's a tough awakening yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard it's really, hard. It's a, it's, it's really tough yeah Well, this is Back to Work. We are here every single Monday, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. A huge weekend in sports. Uh, So let's Mm -hmm. get into our first topic, Leighton Batiste. All right. Let's see if Jim hits the graphic. Did he do it? Did Jim do it? Jim? (laughs) Here we go. It's (laughs) going to hit in the middle (laughs) of the show. The the most calm uh, first topic we've ever seen. Okay, listen, I don't. I don't particularly like Boston sports. I'll I'll be honest with you. I hate
1: every team in Boston.
0: Okay. Uh, You know, the Patriots destroyed my Steelers year in and year out. Tom Brady, uh, the years that we did beat them, it it, it felt a little bit like we actually won a playoff game in the regular season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But the Boston Bruins just pulled off the greatest choke job (laughs) in the history of sports. It's not even close. Wait. So that means the Falcons. We can finally like step yes. off that pedal? Oh, thank yep. God! I was waiting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. The <laughs> Jim. I am clicking it. Uh. No. It is. It is. It's not even close, Layton. This is. Yeah. This is. Wh- when Giannis last week was talking about failure, right? And yeah. he got all upset about failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is failure in sports. Oh, no, this if, is. Yeah. If we wanted to name and call out something, like this is the point where that reporter should go into the Boston locker room like, would you call this a failure? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is a f***ing failure. It is no, it pathetic. Is. I think from now on in sports, we don't call
1: things failures. We just call it Bruins.
0: Bruins. It. You, you have pulled a, a have to it. Yeah, You
1: okay. ruined
0: it. You ruined it. Oh, it's so perfect. It's already it's perfect. a point. It's already You a ruined point. it. You ruined it. You see? Uh,
1: Such
0: Such a rumor. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) we did it. We did it. We cracked the code. We cracked the code. You
1: brewed
0: it. Yeah, cut it. (laughs) Clip, 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 clip. Okay, Leighton, let's let's break this down, okay? The Boston Bruins won the most games all time in the regular Mm -hmm. season of the history of the NHL. All time. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like a great season. This wasn't a good season. This was the best regular season in the history of the NHL, okay? Right, right. Now they lose to a Florida Panthers team who was like pretty good all season. And yeah. the any the NHL playoffs, as we know, and we've said it before, anything can happen. It's the most dynamic of all the playoffs. There's there's never like a favorite going into the final and into, into the right. NHL playoffs. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But this Boston team was just too good. Nobody yeah. thought, nobody thought that this, this is an insane upset. Okay. There aren't, there isn't another situation like this Mm-mm. in the history of sports no okay? because even okay hmm. let's go let's go to the 2001 seattle mariners okay right. okay they won tied all-time 116 games they right. still made it to the second round of the playoffs that year okay mm-hmm. the 2007 new england patriots undefeated go up against the giants in the super bowl well yes exactly they still made the super bowl mm-hmm. okay Mm-hmm. The, sure, some of the, the one seeds losing to an eight seed in the NBA playoffs, it's happened six times. It's fine. Yeah, it's not but special. If the Golden State Warriors would have won 73 games in the regular season and lost in the first round to, oh, I don't know, uh, this year, I guess it would have been the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been the greatest upset in the history of sports. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this has not happened anywhere. Mm-mm. The Warriors lost in the finals. Yeah. Lost All the, the big finals. upsets
1: have happened in significant. like they they made it there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and and don't give me don't give me the oh well hockey you know hockey's just different still. This still. is the greatest regular season team ever.
1: That sucks though. You can't call yourself the greatest hockey team ever. You're the greatest regular season team ever. Correct. There's no Correct. banner for that. There's okay. no rings for that. Nope. If you're a Bruins fan, you have to tuck it in your back pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. You ruined that it.
1: sucks. You ruined it. Yes.
0: <laughs> you really did.
1: Like you really ruined it how many years to come. All the
0: time, uh, Ovo Go says the President's Cup curse is real. Yeah, the pre- the people talk about the President's Cup curse in hockey because usually, I mean, the President's mm-hmm. Cup winner, the regular season, the best regular season, rarely wins the cup. I mean, the yeah. Caps won it a few years ago and they were incredible. Lost, uh, you know the the uh, <laughs> Lightning won the President's Cup, lost. It's just
1: the way I, you said "lost" reminds me of that South Park scene where um, Cartman is like, you know, in the 2007 Super Bowl, Bill Belichick told the Patriots, come on, guys, let's win this for real. Let's not cheat. You know what happened? They lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, here's the thing. Freddie Ermo said they've gone out in the first or second round like eight years in a row now, but they weren't as good as these Bruins. He is correct. They totally yeah. ruined it. So going forward, Boston sports fans, let's take a breather, okay?
2: Yeah, this relax. was a
0: this was a fully ice-covered piece of humble pie straight to your ear holes and mouth holes. Okay? Yes. And
1: eyeballs. And I, what I hate the most about this is they still have the Celtics to rely on. I know. So we I can't really that. harp on them the way that we want to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is bad.
0: Yeah. And, I'm. And, like, you know, in the same weekend, and we'll get to this in a bit when Doug Glosser comes on to talk the NFL draft. The Patriots mm-hmm. did something for the first time since the Raiders in 2000. They drafted a punter and a kicker. Both of them in, the, in one draft. Oh, things are bad in Boston. Ooh. Things are Ooh. You ever seen a city collapse other than yeah. Rome? Look at Here Boston sports. Yeah. And Belichick's just watching it burn. Yeah. With kickers and punters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's immortal at this point, <sighs> right? So. Uh, Freddie Armel, thanks for that. Doesn't get the Penguins in the playoffs. I know, Freddie. Thanks, but I'll tell you what, if my Penguins had been the best team in the regular season in the history of the sport and we lost in the first round, I'd be walking in traffic right now. Uh, Okay. Next up, Layton. Yeah. I wish we could play the Will Smith. Jim? Jim, Is it? it... Back to
2: work. (laughs) Back to work. Back to work.
1: (laughs) I wish we could open this segment with Will
0: Smith's Miami. Yes, me too.
1: All time banger. Um, Uh, It is
0: ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is Miami now like the best sports town? Is it is 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 Miami like the sports destination right now? No, it's
1: just their time. That's all. It's a moment. It's lightning in a bottle for them, right? Okay. Like, um no, I mean that's huge though. You your two biggest teams, because we'll get to the Marlins in a minute, and dolphins haven't been relevant since ballers on Showtime, but um <laughs> wow. season one at that. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Shots but by two, yard. Your two what, other pro sports teams and knock off the top seed in the same week? Yeah, or Spain the same, yeah. No, it's just
0: huge for Miami. I mean, do um, they do they does, do the Florida Panthers start selling out now? Or if you're in Miami, are you oh, choosing a Panthers team or are you choosing the Heat? What game are you going to? Who do the Panthers play next? I think they play the winner of this Rangers-Devils series. I
1: almost want to go Panthers.
0: Okay. Oh, I no, wait. I don't, I don't on, on, No,
1: because after okay. yesterday's game, I think the Heat – no, I'm going with the Heat because it's more Here. exciting to beat the Knicks than it is to watch – a hockey team from Miami beat the Rangers or I'm the I'm sorry. Are-
0: I'm sorry. The Panthers are playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Layton, do you understand how heated that's going to be?
1: Because this is the Maple Leafs have been waiting for this for years. This is you know Toronto's. They're high right now. I didn't. I couldn't think of any other term, but they explain that they're high. They're happy. I mean.
0: So does if you, Florida Panthers, is there going to be a giant come down? from this unbelievable game seven upset and the, and the Maple Leafs are just going to trounce them. Is that what we're thinking is going to happen? Or well, do we uh, think that, no. okay. All right.
1: I think okay. the Panthers ride this into a very competitive series. Okay. They might be okay. the Sacramento Kings of the NHL. Whoa. Oh no, that's a backup. Cause they didn't make it out the first round. I need another <laughs> team. To compare them
0: to. Like Miami heat. If, just compared to Miami.
1: I'm, I'm a regular in Miami. I still think I'm going to take those heat Knicks tickets because okay. yeah. I think the heat can beat the Knicks. I got heat in six.
0: Okay. I think he's going to take six, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go heat. Jimmy Butler is New York's kryptonite. He's just, of course he's yes. They can't stop him. Uh You know, I, yeah. I, in Jimmy, I trust, I love the dude's story. I love him. Uh, yeah. I, everything about Jimmy Butler you know he's not like overly cocky he delivers when he has to mm-hmm. um he you know he he didn't say like hey i want a super team i need to go here i'd need this he's sticking with his squad and he wants to bring a yeah. championship cuz he deserves it i yeah. think i also i think i also take the jimmy butler tickets i take the no, to I, I the, the butler show yeah
1: and like OVO go said i mean that the ankle injury i think we all saw that yesterday we were scared and he still finishes the game yeah they win and i saw a tweet they said that um you know, Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, they all want to be Kobe, you know, they're all Kobe wannabes, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it just seems like Jimmy Butler's the only one that's actually cut from that cloth. I, I think I agree with, it. I think yeah. I agree with, it.
0: Yeah. he's, you know what he has that you can't teach. We kind of talked about it last week is he has uh you can't teach, like you can't teach winning, right? No, you can't, you can't teach mm-hmm. speed. My dad always said you can't teach speed and you can't teach stupid, right? Like you you're just <laughs> fast and you're stupid. Like, you know, it, yeah. Or you know, uh, I, I, a winning mentality is like a is is something you can't teach, right? Like can't teach Cleveland how to win. They're gonna have to figure that out on themselves. It's like it's that yeah. winning mentality. I think just Jimmy Butler has it. And The Knicks are still like they feel bad for themselves. Every like, oh, we won a series. All right, that's good enough. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're the most underachieving sports franchise and fan base, and I hate them. I could go. <laughs> I could go on for days. <laughs> I can. not but the we- thing that I, I think I earned respect for the Heat when I found out there's like a conditioning test mm. that you have to pass for the Heat. I forgot what it is, but it's this egregious conditioning test and it, it just pulls the grit out of you. And it's it's why guys want to play for the Heat. And I was like, well, if there's anybody that is Miami Heat
0: through and through for
1: that logic, it has to be Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Marlins real quick and then we're going to bring in Doug Glosser, NFL savant, draft maniac. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so front office sports, they dropped the article. It was with um David Sampson. He's the former president of the Marlins, and he goes on this rant about how Miami's not a baseball market. okay, yeah. easily anybody hears that they would call bs because yeah. of the demographic down there, right? Um, but he his whole argument was that Miami's a vacation town for your rich corporate people, and so they're not there during the baseball months. Mm-hmm. They're only there during the winter, but then they leave during the spring and summer, which doesn't make sense, but they leave for their other homes. And that's why they can't get the fan base. Then I went and looked at the record and I realized the Marlins haven't had a winning, they haven't had a winning season since 2009. Okay. So that's probably why they have low attendance. Second, I hate the Marlins. They're in the same division <laughs> as the Braves.
0: Man, you I said you I, hated teams for three straight segments here. lately. <laughs> yes.
1: There's a lot of teams that I hate. Okay. But the, I respect the Florida Marlins more than the Miami Marlins. Wow,
0: wow! And I don't think
1: that franchise yeah. took into consideration how bad that rebrand was for the fan base. On top well, of that, just underwhelming stadium that they built. So
0: they and they basically hired like seven girls from Coachella to design the stadium. It's horrendous. Yes. Um, and, and while they were
1: designing it, they were drinking those little test tube shots oh, that they, yeah. had to mm-hmm. get, and they had to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is just Kool Aid. Um, oh, there's, there's nothing in it. Um, I, I Listen, I will I will say this fan base like cities like Miami that, that mm-hmm. brought in a baseball team and they had a guy like Wayne Haizenga early on that bought everything, got them a mm-hmm. World Series and then basically just ditched the entire team. You have a hard time building that back up. Now I, I agree. Like you know, Derek Jeter has been trying to do his things. A-, a Rod has talked about it. All these guys that love to go to Miami and talk about Miami. I mean, really and truly. And like you said, it, Leighton. We should get Will Smith to to really take on that team. They should be shooting every bad boys for for the next ten to thirty years. I don't care if they're in wheelchairs shooting bad boys. I will watch those movies. They need to. They need to weaponize the the attitude of Miami with a Miami baseball team. Now, how do you yes. do that? You go to the fan base that loves baseball most. And what is that? The Cuban population in Miami, which is a gigantic population. How are you not taking, going to the Cubans and saying, hey, make this your team. What should we do to make the Miami Marlins your team? The Cuban American people that live in Miami and have since the 80s Mm -hmm. of that generation, make the Miami Marlins the Cuban team of Miami. What what? What did you want the corporate? Sure, they spend the, a lot of the money on the suites, but they're not going to come week in and week out. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, the people in Pittsburgh, they marketed to the diehard. There's nothing to do in the summer in Pittsburgh other than go on that river and watch baseball games, right? Yeah. Miami has sure it has multiple distractions and it's really hot. But if you were to sell that team, if you were to market that team correctly, mm-hmm. you could really do some damage. In, in that stadium and make that a, a very enticing place to play, not only for really good baseball players, but more importantly, for Cuban baseball players.
1: Oh, of course. And it'd be the most intimidating atmosphere in oh, Major League Baseball. Yes,
0: yes. The most intimidating. Yeah. We
1: saw the World Baseball, well, those of us who watched, we saw the World Baseball Classic in my. It was, like, I mean, it was an amazing, intimidating atmosphere.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Make it, Miami just, you know, I don't know. You could listen to our show. Don't brew in it. Don't don't ruin ruin it. it. Stop brewing it. Stop ruining it. All right, Layton, you mm-hmm. ready for a little uh, little draft recap, some draft grading, some? Yes, missed this
1: guy last week. I'm actually excited to meet him.
0: I know. <laughs> All right, you guys are in the same city. You should start hanging out. Yeah, uh, I'll get a coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, the draft savant himself. Uh, He's now a regular here on Back to Work Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Network. Direct from Atlanta, attorney at law, Doug Glosser. Let's go.
2: Hey, guys. Great to see you. How's everybody?
0: Good to see you, Doug. Sorry, I'm very calm today. I'm trying not to wake up a baby.
2: That's all. That's that's okay. You know what? Let's get a, a very quiet round of applause for your brother, Ben. How about that? How about uh, a very oh, quiet you. round of applause for your thank brother, you.
0: Ben? I appreciate that. Thank little you.
2: little golf thank clap. You. Happy yeah. birthday to Bernie. That's a person important to you and I. Happy birthday yes. to the legend.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank Happy to you, be thank here. You.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Doug, um, we posted a video before the show where you talked about, and we both talked about, the Steelers <laughs> trading up to get Paris Johnson. Now, that didn't happen. However, no. we did trade up to draft Broderick Jones. And now you are a little shaky on this
2: pick. Tell us why. So I, I, I came around with it and it comes back to and it's something we'll talk a little bit about when we talk about the falcons maybe if we talk about houston a little bit it's it's good team building strategy you can disagree about the player and and argue about the player and do you like him do you not like him that's fine um but i think it's good team building in the sense that you need a left tackle for kenny pickett you need to build Mm -hmm. on the lines so regardless of whatever i thought about broderick jones getting in front of the jets and going, okay, that's the last of these first round tackles. And if you love the guy, they didn't pay much to go get him, So I, I have no problem with what they did. Um, when you mm-hmm. and I were talking, when we made the pick, what I was mm-hmm. talking about in terms of not loving it is, you know, I, he is a phenomenal athlete, right? And, and if you're looking at somebody who can be Trent Williams, which is what we're hoping, right? You're you're you got it in Broderick Jones. It's the same athletic profile. It's the same flexion. It's the same basketball background. It's everything. Now, can he play offensive line? Is he good at football? If you think that offensive line is not a skill position, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that Broderick Jones right now is that much better than Dan Moore as to say, let's call this an absolute home run. Now, can he be? Absolutely. Okay. Is he right now TBD? Right.
0: Okay. Okay. And what would you grade the Steelers draft overall?
2: Oh, oh, this. I, I'm glad we're only showing me from the neck up right now because that's an A plus. That's an A plus. Because again, it comes back to what is it Layton that you just need? got that joke? Thank yeah. <laughs> you. Thank you. Know, thank you. you, thank yep. you, thank yep. you. Yep. So it's it's what is it that the team needed? Right. Mm-hmm. You needed youth along the defensive line. Keanu Benton, we picked him at 49. I might have had that exact same pick in the draft guide. Who knows? It was there. He did. So you're looking at that when Mozzie Smith goes 28 to the Cowboys, there's only one guy left in the entire draft that fits that kind of body type for the Steelers. You know, you could say Siaki Ika. I'm not an Ika guy. Uh, So for me, it was Keanu Benton, and they got him. Um, The other pick that we made right before that, obviously, Joey Porter Jr. That sent the town into a tizzy. We were all freaking out, you know, we're going to get him at 17. Okay, we took the tackle. We're, we're, we're going to have to say goodbye to Joey. He's going to go to the Ravens or something like that, we're all thinking. But no, he's sitting there for you at 32. Um, and, and briefly, a lot of people thought, you know, should the Steelers have traded off of that? I say no. When you look at what Arizona got from the Titans for Will Levis, you're just switching uh, positions, and then you get an extra third next year. I don't mm-hmm. I don't move off a of Porter if you love him for that. Um, and then obviously, you got Darnell Mount Washington, Matt as I'm Washington. sure he will be called around town. You got Nate Herbig, you know, if your brother, your dad played in the NFL, we want you. Nate Herbig's brother, or part, I'm doing it already. We got Nick Herbig, whose brother Nate is already on the team. So, you know, I thought it was just outstanding, especially with Omar manipulating the draft the way that he did. But, um, you know we we weren't the only team that was great the other team in, in philadelphia was phenomenal too they were the stars of the show <sighs> sucks. sucks i know i be a
0: yeah it's uh i mean yeah. listen they them getting jalen carter what they did where they did uh you know off the field issues be damned they got they got a steal there um And then you know the way they maneuvered in that draft all the picks that they had they really did a bang up job to a team that really didn't need much more help no and
2: and it's it's incredible because you look at it the last time that a team that was in the super bowl had a top 10 pick you're talking new england with gerard mayo and he turned out to be you know a good player and we think jalen carter could even be better than that you know but howie roseman he's the freaking best man like shout out to howie because the thing that I don't want folks to forget about is that pick swap that he got with Arizona to go back to back over the grievance. You know, I'm sure every coach, you know, gets tampered with, but Howie he's like a man of opportunity. And he goes, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to snitch on Arizona, make them flip me their third round pick just to not turn him into the league. And now he goes back to back at the start of the third round. It's incredible general managing.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're getting some good chat in here. OVO Uh, saying Joey at 32 was a steal. Agreed. Jose Rucka saying Seattle won the draft. Go Hawks. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Seattle did... did. Seattle's first pick, uh, Doug.
2: Yeah. So I actually had Seattle. Can I can I give you a couple of teams that I liked outside yeah. of the ones from Pennsylvania? Talk to us. Okay, yes, Seattle's yes. on this list. So okay. I liked what Seattle did at number five. I may have had some action on Seattle taking a corner at number five, but maybe mm-hmm. not this corner. Yeah. And that was what was surprising to so many people. Mm-hmm. They went with Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, as opposed to somebody like Christian Gonzalez, who traditionally probably fits a little bit more about what they're about. But then Mm -hmm. you hear after the draft, John Schneider, Pete Carroll, they say, you know what, we want to go to a little bit more of like a press man scheme. And and Witherspoon fits that to a T. And then you come back again with the 20th pick and you get Jackson Smith and Jigba. So now, you know, you look at their receiving core for Geno or whomever else it could be, you know, down the road. Uh, it's, It's incredible to get the best slot receiver in the draft bar none there. Derek Hall, top of the second round. That's another pass rusher, a little stiff me in the lower half uh you know that that was essentially the joke about me in the Steelers draft before so yeah you got it um Zach Charbonnet another running back they got two of them in this class that I both like uh Kenny McIntosh was their last one in the seventh round Mm -hmm. you got Anthony Bradford on the line from LSU was good Olu Oluwatimi's a center that won the Remington award as the best center in the country this year so you know what's not to like with Seattle Okay. And then another one that I like sticking out West was the LA Rams, right? So they
0: needed something.
2: Yeah. And, and the Rams are are famous for what F them picks, right? I don't know if right. I can swear on the <laughs> show, but um, can. They, they, all right. So they're, they're big fuck them picks, right? And they come back <laughs> yeah. and they go, they, they have a, just a ton of picks in the late round. So if you're like a real draft nerd, the LA Rams are the draft for you, right? Because that's one where you have to find value later in the, in, in the rounds Because their whole model is we're going to get the stars and then kind of fill in the rest of it and and just kind of go from there, right? So, Steve Avila, that was your favorite from the draft guide. That was the uh, the Trump Wall reference. The Trump Wall,
0: yes, yes, yep, yep. He goes to the
2: Rams. You got Byron Young, who's one of my favorite stories from the class. There's two Byron Youngs, but the one from Tennessee. You know, he's he's got like his AARP card out there playing the SEC. He's like 25, 26, because he actually went to like four or five different junior colleges then was working at the dollar general. And then they're like, oh, my God, this guy's built like a brick shit house. Get him on the football field. And then he comes out and boom, he's a second round pick. So or a third round pick. Uh, Kobe Turner, I liked a lot. Stetson Bennett. I didn't like that. What did you think of that one? Did you think well, Stetson Bennett was going to go so
0: high? And Freddie Emerald said in the chat, and they wasted one on Stetson Bennett, dude. I thought Stetson Bennett was going to be a free agent, yeah, like, like a free agent <laughs> signing. Bring him into a camp, yeah, really so and truly.
2: There, there was like a long, there was a period Layton's of time got where opinions. I kind of had like this whole Stetson, like what's what's the difference between Stetson Bennett and Bryce Young? Hot take, and then you kind of pour into it and you go, all right, like throw in, throw out. Stetson just doesn't have it, but then there's reports that like you know, maybe some folks in the Georgia locker room and the program are ready for him to move on and, and kind of couldn't wait for him to go. And you're like, wait, you know, I thought like Stetson's supposed to be this like national, you know, yeah. whatever, Mr. But,
0: Personality. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. But beyond that, you get a little bit deeper into it. They got Trey Tomlinson, who's LT's nephew to play I... slot corner, uh, Zach Evans in the seventh round. He was the number one running back coming out of high school when he was in uh, Coming out of Texas, he started his career at TCU, finished up at Ole Miss. Um, so there's a lot to like about that one. And then, unfortunately, the last two classes that I like that I'll mention here, they're both in our division here, Josh. I like mm. the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns a lot. So- yeah. The and Bengals. the Browns didn't
0: have a pick until late second round.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what's so crazy about it. So Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee was really good. Jim Nagy, who's the uh, director of the Senior Bowl, said coming into the year that was their number one wide receiver. Um, banged up a little bit, but you know still kind of a big-body guy. Uh, the aforementioned Siaki Ika, who's just like, a big round Polynesian, which hits every <laughs> soft spot that I have. Uh, if the Steelers could just field an offensive and defensive line of just Polynesians. Polynesian guys. Emergency yeah. pod. Done. Emergency pod. Yes. Um, yeah. Coached by Jones. Chris
0: Fuamatu Ma'afala. That's the oh. guy we who... got. <laughs> oh,
2: man. I...
0: That that was a running back in the early 2000s late, and his name was Chris Fuamatu Ma'afala. And guess what we called him in Pittsburgh? A bad Ma'afala.
2: foo yeah anyway
1: <laughs> y'all are so creative <laughs> yeah right well,
2: well you know it's 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 pittsburgh where like i said we got darnell washington and, and there's mount washington that's a neighborhood and that's what his nickname's going to be so yeah, he's a big guy mount washington there you go yeah. if you go down
0: um, or mount washington even though it's up the street late like, you got to go down mount washington you know what i mean yeah, we, we had
2: andy warhol one time and other than that we're not very creative people but no, yeah, uh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. we work hard right yeah. Um, we
0: got uh, we got Dave Filoni in the Star Wars universe.
2: We're doing okay. Sure. We're doing okay. Yeah, Sure, yeah. sure. Um, but just real quick uh, to finish up on the Browns, Isaiah yeah. McGuire out of out of uh, Missouri's really good. Dewan Jones, I love. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback out of UCLA, kind of is, is like a reasonable facsimile. Hopefully yeah. on the field only of uh, uh, Deshaun Watson in terms of what he could give you as a backup. You know, kind of run the same offense if Watson got hurt. Um, and then actually. My run, the, one run the same offense, Doug, or the same offense? See, <laughs> that's you're crossing over on my day job and my night job here. Right, so right, 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 right. If, okay, if he okay, needs okay. anything, let me know. But okay, um, thank you. and then and then okay. finally with the Bengals, Miles Murphy from down here in Atlanta, <laughs> uh, a Hill Grove kid from Lithonia. I thought he was outstanding uh, for them to get at the end of the first round. DJ Turner, another Atlanta area kid. This is interesting though to me. So DJ. Is like a DJ Junior, but his real name and his dad's name is Juan Drago. What? Explain that to me. That sounds like Drago? A Juan right. Drago.
0: That's. I mean, it's Rocky Four. From- I was gonna say,
2: I got your Creed Four. I got your Creed Four final. Juan <laughs> Drago. <don't> fight.
0: Holy <laughs> shit! That's a great name. So you All got right, Juan Doug. Hugo
2: who- Turner. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Battle, is safety out of Alabama. I liked a lot. Charlie Jones, mm-hmm. shifty white wide receiver, you know, real junkyard dog. All kind of those all guy. things apply to him. Uh, real hard worker. Uh, <laughs> Chase Brown, who led the country in rushing out of Illinois, and then finally, kind of one of the more intriguing guys in the draft, a kid, the flying Hawaiian Andre Yoshivis, who was the NCAA uh, decathlon uh, national champion out of Princeton Whoa. Whoa. and put up over a thousand yards at Princeton oh, yeah. on the football field. So. He can oh, do yeah. it all, man. Uh, fast, big, a spectacular athlete. I think to get him at the end of the draft, that was that was outstanding by the Bengals.
0: Well done. All right, your two your two least like draft, and then uh, Layton wants a Layton wants a clean Falcons slate. Like, what did of you course. like? Deshaun Robinson? Did you you know what did you? Of
2: course. Yeah, yeah. So so the first one. I don't think anyone like did bad. Like if you look at anyone's class as a whole, I don't think like you look at it where it's like some of these like Mike Mayock ones that you saw Mm -hmm. where you're just like top to bottom, dude, like what are you doing? (laughs) I don't think there was anything like that. Um, Obviously I think the, the lions caught a lot of flack for their selections of Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell Mm -hmm. in the first round, because that's like, so 2004, you're picking running Mm -hmm. backs, you're picking middle linebackers. But it comes down to kind of do you like the player? I, I do. I like Gibbs a lot. I like Campbell a lot. So if you like them, it almost kind of doesn't matter where you pick them because if you think they can play, then they can play. If you don't think that they can play, then obviously don't pick them. It doesn't matter where you get them. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a team-building standpoint, you think that is a running back when you have <clears throat> David Montgomery. Obviously, they traded Swift because they picked him, but you had mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift at the time. Is that the best usage of an asset? You know, you're trading back from from seven. You could have had Jalen Carter there. A lot of people said you could have done the exact same thing that Philly, you know, Philadelphia did, and it would have been outstanding. So, you know, from that standpoint, I don't know Man. if I loved what, uh, Detroit, what did. Detroit did. Yeah, but to give them some credit, they got Brian Branch in the second round, which I thought was good.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we thought I thought if the Steelers didn't take Joey Porter Jr., they would have gotten Brian Branch.
2: Yeah, because he can do a lot for you. So yeah. that's one of the things that I really like. You know, if you're a corner, but you can play a little slot corner or a little safety. And safety. for him, yeah. you know, he can do a lot of things and and Detroit. It's like name name five guys on the Detroit D or three guys, you know, besides Hutchinson. No one can yeah. do it. So right. that's that's somebody that can fill a lot of spots for you. But they're kind of going in all, all in on Hendon Hooker, which was a little interesting to me because he's yeah. obviously gonna have to sit out for the year with his knee. Mm-hmm. He's already, you know, 26, 20 he'll be 27. And then as a later round pick, you're basically only going to have a year or two to see if he's kind of the guy. And then you got to decide if you want to pay him. So I, I I don't know if I love that move very much for them. The other one that I didn't like at all uh, was, was San Francisco. And you were right on my mind with this one, because I'm sure being in the Bay area, people are probably making a lot about their second pick, Jake Moody, a top 100 selection on a kicker. Yes. Yes. Incredible. Uh, So we had not just one kicker, but three kickers go. I know you were talking about before the Patriots. What's worse than trading up for, or or than picking a kicker. It's trading up for a kicker.
0: Trading up for a kicker. And then, and then drafting a punter. Here's what you do for, for kickers and punters. First of all, San Francisco already has Robbie Gould, the greatest kicker to come out of Penn State ever. And the only guy I've seen chug three beers in a row without burping. Get into my fraternity. Guy's a legend. Okay. Second, every like just have a punter tryout every year in the NFL, every team, just have a
2: punter tryout. Anything. There's there's a million of those guys that are just like walking around the street. You know, at any point in time, punting and like kicking is so fluid. Like some guys are just have a bad couple of weeks and they get kicked. Gould's a free agent now. And then Jose Rica says, Gould is gone. Just get him. Where'd he go? Get him back. Well, it doesn't make a difference. If Robbie Gould's not there, you still don't use the 99th pick on a kicker. I mean, you can say, yeah, sure. He's a starter. He's going to be there for however long, but you know, is, is the difference between him and BT Potter, who the Steelers signed as an undrafted free agent is like, is, is there 10% of difference between those two people? I don't, you know, I don't know. I know Jake Moody's like, the greatest kicker in the history of the Big Ten, but it always feels like when you see some of these like greatest kickers in the history of ever, there was, uh, you know, I can't remember the kid like 10, 15 years ago out of Arizona State. And then you had Janikowski. Well, Janikowski goes in the first round. And then you had uh, uh, the kicker from Florida State more recently, whose name oh, is also Rodrigo. Alluding. No, yeah. That was, no, no, no. He's from Georgia, but that was from Georgia. There was the kid that the, the Buccaneers yeah. picked in the second round. Aguayo. Fredier, yeah, 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 Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. He's supposed to be this yeah. great kicker, and he's he gets a case of the yips, and like Rick Ankiel, he's gone. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I I don't I I don't like the idea behind that. And The other one too, Washington, just like the plainest of bagels, you know. And I get that they're going through a transition with their ownership, but. Emmanuel Forbes. Great. Speaking of plain bagels, he's 166 pounds. Go eat some, maybe some everything, put some nice locks on there. My people will fatten <laughs> you up. So get, 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 find the places around Capitol Hill there, get some weight on you and he'll be great. But then they come back again with another corner, right? Jartavius <laughs> Martin. So you're like, okay, back-to-back corners. I get he can play a little bit of safety, but there's nothing about this franchise that excites you. You yeah. know, if, yeah. if, if I were them, mm-hmm. let me know how you guys feel about this. What was stopping them when Josh Harris comes in from going, we're going to give the two first round picks for Lamar and sign them to a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I mean, there's there, there's nothing that excites you about this team. I get that they go for 6.5 billion, but then you come back and you go, all right, you get a center and you get a lineman. I thought maybe something, even just taking a swing on Will Levis.
0: I was just going to say when Will Levis fell to you, I thought they would take a swing on it.
2: Yeah. Take a swing, you know, and, yeah. and, you have Sam Howell there who I liked, you know, but again, is that stopping you from just kind of throwing more darts at it? And if you suck, you know, next year, obviously everyone always likes the next year's thing. You know, Caleb Williams, Drake made somebody and somebody else is going to emerge, right? Quinn Ewers, yeah. anybody, but do something. There's nothing that's preventing you from doing that. And if Will Levis turns out to be somebody, then great. Look, the Titans didn't give up that much to go get him, So you have some premium picks there and to just kind of come away with, you know, much ado about nothing. I, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't love it, but uh, you know, that's why they're there. All right. We
0: got one more minute left with you, Doug. Um, uh, One more minute. Tell us what you think of what the Falcons did.
2: Okay. So the Falcons, I, another one where you love the player, you question the team building strategy. You tell me like, do you, do you think that the Falcons are running back away from contending? No,
1: no, no. Yeah. But the explanation I gave my brother was that we know Cordero Patterson's on his last year. We're probably not going to pay that money for him. So I okay. think that's why they want Bijan.
2: Okay. And Bijan, but <laughs> Bijan's yeah. like
0: an athlete. Can they, can they put him in, in the positions like they did with like a Reggie Bush or a LaDainian Tomlinson to really make him like the centerpiece yeah. of an offense or like a Christian McCaffrey, like, is he Christian McCaffrey?
2: So that's, that's the, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the argument for him. Right. Which is right. You don't draft a running back high, you draft a weapon high. And the same could apply for Gibbs. So if he's affecting your pass game, then Mm -hmm. that's something that, yeah, you can say, yeah, there's a lot of value to that. Um, Tyler Algier was perfectly fine. Cordero Patterson was fine. I think Bijan is transcendent. Obviously, if you look at my draft guide, he's a second-ranked player. So there's nothing against him as a player. I love the kid. I think he's going to be outstanding in the community, outstanding in the locker room. But – Jalen Carter's right there. I don't know if they were comfortable with him, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. being in Atlanta. I'm sure that was Mm -hmm. something Um, there might've been something that you could do. If you love Tyree Wilson, you can hop up a little bit. It's something where I go for what their problems are. I don't think it necessarily moves the needle that much, Mm -hmm. but if you're looking for a sneaky tank team for next year, I think it's the Falcons because they came right out and said, you know, we don't want Lamar and he would be perfect in Arthur Smith's offense, but you just picked ritter you want to see what he got i get that and if he doesn't work out again you go back to some of these quarterbacks now matthew bergeron in the second round i like a lot obviously i'm a syracuse guy so of course i'm going to like him um you've got the guard spot kind of unsettled opposite Mm -hmm. uh, of uh lindstrom who they just paid you got the two tackles um you know uh, the, the kid from washington mcgarry you just paid jake matthews is still there so that's good you know but I, I think if you're looking at Bijan to fix your offense, then you're kind of kind of taking away a little bit from what Pitts might do for you, for what London could do for you. So it's it's something where their problems to me just weren't on offense. But I like the swing that they took on Zach Harrison. Um, he's the one that they took in the third round. He's a big defensive end out of Ohio State. So if you want to say that he could be something, then sure. To me, there's a little bit, uh, Falcons fans will remember Rasheed Hagman out of Minnesota. Uh, that was another one where it was all tools, but everyone kind of questioned if he was, mm-hmm. you know, that guy and, and wanted it like that. Um, but there was just a huge gap then uh, after the Clark Phillips pick, which I liked a lot, to DeMarco Hellams and, and Joe Von Gwynn. So are, are the Falcons that much better as to take advantage of a wide open NFC? I don't know. Okay. Yeah that's fair doug glosser an nfl
0: savant wow. the draft guide i told you dude it's he's the best
1: yeah i'm
2: uh, having a coffee man yeah yeah <laughs> I'm yeah atlanta you you mean oh, Gucci, oh, we're okay. over here all right
0: cool <laughs> uh doug thanks for coming on the show again uh, oh, it's great talking uh we'll to you bring guys. you we'll, we'll bring you back again soon doug the pride of johnstown pennsylvania now atlanta native Giant Steeler guy. Really, the Steelers should just hire him as as uh, scout and draft guru. But we get him here at Fan Controlled Sports Entertainment. Doug, thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. See ya. Thanks, Doug. Back to work. I told you, man. Doug's. That was ass. refreshing. Yeah, right. Was, like, yeah. Wow. Uh, speaking huh. of refreshing, every single, every other week, uh, our buddy Freddie Airmel, the absolute legend, fan controlled football legend, stats guru. Uh Everything all wrapped in one Indiana gem of a human uh, is is back on the show. And he's going to listen, the XFL season just ended, and a few of our FCF players were in there. So we're going to break down their performances and team grades and such. So, ladies and gentlemen, direct from not South Bend, Indiana, but he went to Notre Dame.
3: Freddie, what's up, up guys? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm pretty close to South Bend. I'm like just outside the city limits.
0: Oh, okay. All All right. All right. Yeah. How are we doing? Uh, good, buddy. How are you? You're all right. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Wild Aces. Season Always one. Always wild. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So what 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 happened this year in the XFL? Because I'll be honest. After week one, I saw Jameel score a touchdown. That's all I needed, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, was I, just, I was not impressed by, um, you know, the inconsistency of when I could see an XFL game. And the the lack of, um, I don't know, just fun around the XFL. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't doing anything to me that made me really want to be like, ah, I need to watch the XFL, right? And that, that's a right. bummer because right. we had so many guys from the FCF in it and I wanted to see them all succeed. So, uh, Freddie, give us like the highs and lows of the XFL season from an FCF perspective.
3: From an FCF perspective, um, I think we didn't get as much as we were expecting when we were heading into the season, uh, which mm-hmm. is maybe what you could say about the XFL as a whole. It sounds like that's what you're feeling with uh, how the whole thing went. And the season's not over just yet. They still have the championship to play. Yeah. Um And it's Arlington it's, parallel, versus- it's Arlington versus DC, DC. in a really mm-hmm. weird parallel to how the last FCF season just went. Cause you have the team with the best record, uh, with mm-hmm. a great run game, heading into a championship against a team that went into the playoffs with a losing record and has Kelly Bryant on the roster. So mm-hmm. it's almost like an apes-zappers <clears throat> parallel there. And you could, I love it. You, I okay. could keep going, mm-hmm. but that's not why you brought yes. me on here. You yeah. brought me on to talk about how some of the FCF guys did. Yes, uh, yes. In, Let's in start with our boy. XFL season.
0: Let's start with the legend, my favorite uh, FCF player of all time, and that's tough because I love all those dudes, but Andrew Jamil is my road
3: dog, so let's start with Jamil. All right, uh, Jamil uh, only played five games this year, um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I haven't really heard But why why that might be. I haven't, but I also haven't totally been paying attention to if they have injury reports, so I'm not <laughs> sure if he was hurt. I'm not sure if, if there was maybe a factor with Francois also not playing that much, if Jamil maybe if it was maybe like a solidarity thing or I'm not sure what it was, but in those five games, he had uh, 12 catches mm-hmm. for 147 yards, which, which is a pretty good average. Yeah. And three of those catches were touchdowns. See? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So he, he had, and, but- he had some, the- some highlight reel catches in, in that limited time that he was out there.
0: Do we think that through those performances, do we think that Andrew Jamil as I is just based on what we saw
3: an NFL caliber talent. Um, based on that, I'm not sure if if we okay. saw more of that mm-hmm. and it turned out to be, you know, if we got a lot more of the same thing just in a higher volume, then I'd say yeah, he's he's NFL ready. Okay, maybe he just needs a little bit more time, a little bit more nurturing in mm-hmm. in an XFL level where you know he he can really stand out. Um, because he was on this Orlando guardians team that, that went one and nine on the season. Um, Ironically, the only win was against the nine and one defenders who are in the championship.
0: No. shit. So
3: yeah. uh, Okay. Biggest upset of the year by far. Um, But there's just, there was just a lot of dysfunction on that team. It felt like, and it felt like you could really see that coming through on the field. And I'm, I'm I'm just a, a football nerd. I'm just a talking head. I'm in no position to tell them how they can fix that sort of dis- mm-hmm. dysfunction. But it just seemed messy out there, honestly. Gotcha.
0: Okay. All right. What about uh, our the uh, my other my favorite running back? I know Jeff got his man crush, Bryson
3: Aline. Bryson, <laughs> yeah. Um, you asked me when we were leading up to this if he was yes. underutilized in this yes. season, and based on his his stat line, which is. 193 rushing yards on 43 carries. Um, he also had some he was also involved in the receiving game. Yeah. Um and there was actually he scored one rushing touchdown, but there was another play where he got into the end zone and it was called back. Uh, okay. so he didn't he wasn't credited with the touchdown. But he he just got in there and then did a backflip in the end zone right after that. And then they called it back, which was kind of unfortunate. But uh it was, it was You know, he's yeah. he's talented and The thing about Houston, he was on Houston, who just lost to uh, the Arlington Zappers. Yeah, the Arlington Zappers. Well done. Um, At home, in in pretty surprising fashion, uh, 26 to 11. Okay. Um, But I think Houston was one of the teams that leaned more into the running game than other teams in terms of volume of rushing versus passing yards. Okay. Um, And I think part of what helped them was having a multi having multiple guys in the in the running back room or multiple guys who were running the ball for them and so i think when you look at uh, aline's fairly lean volume of rushing yards okay um i think maybe it was kind of a product of the system that he was in that sort of underutilized him so maybe if he's on a different team next year because i don't think that uh that too much is going to change with Houston. They had a pretty good year aside from a first round exit in the playoffs. Have they greenlit
0: um, a second season for the XFL? Uh,
3: I mean, the like, rock is <laughs> the rock and, and Danny <laughs> Garcia have said things that make you okay. think that it's, it's going to come. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. It's not like official yet, but um,
0: okay, let's, let's, let's do a little rapid fire. Who, who, do, like, why didn't DeAndre Francois play? Give me like a 22nd reason.
3: Why didn't he play? I think it's just, I think what they were looking for in a quarterback there is different from his game. I think his game okay. is much more suited to the FCF game, and he is he's great there, obviously. Yeah. But it's what about like...
0: what about what about Cedric Bird? Did he have the best season of any F- yeah. FCF player?
3: Um, he ended he ended the season with the most uh, receptions for the Roughnecks out of all their okay. wide receivers. Uh, but they mm. had some guys who got hurt that might have out caught him if they had been there but he, he still had a, a pretty good season a better season than i was expecting and i think a better season than the glacier boys fans might have wanted they're mad at him for some reason uh, <laughs> I, I don't know ask frosty okay frosty chime in if you're in
0: there uh <laughs> and then uh any any like stand like a, a, anything that stood out from an fcf player this season in the xfl anything that really jumped off the page to you
3: um, I really liked that Francois and Jamil connected for a touchdown in one of the later weeks. Okay. Um, it wasn't okay. in a win. Jamil wasn't active for the one win that Orlando had. And I, I don't think Which Francois is. was either, but it was still cool that they got that moment. Hell yeah. Um,
0: Hell
3: Yeah. and then there, there, the, there the are a couple guys who, who spent some time in FCF but weren't there for too long or weren't there in, in season two. Uh, Travis Toivonen was with San Antonio yeah. for a little bit. He was a mid season yeah. signing. Uh, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. He didn't do too much. Um, yeah. he seemed to be a favorite target for Jack Cohen back when he was okay. kind of looking like a decent XFL quarterback. Uh, Man, when Martavis Martavis Bryan Bryan and when we're also in there.
0: Yeah. Um, when Martavis Bryant was with the Steelers, he had so much upside potential and he just, you know, mm-hmm. that team, that offense with Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant. I mean, we had some, we had some weapons back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Freddie thumbs up, thumbs down.
3: What do we got? Yeah. All right. Let's do some thumbs up, thumbs down. And, uh, last week, I had the privilege of being in Canton, Ohio, for my brother's oh, bachelor party festivities. Okay, and so we didn't actually get to go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had some fuck? other stuff on the table that uh, that just got in the way. And Is we there a bar inside a the place. Hall
0: of Fame? There should be. There right? should be. Is there a there bar inside the Hall of Fame?
3: Because there should be. Uh, there should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah okay. But so this this list of target. thumbs up, thumbs down was yes. inspired by. Just the idea of the Hall of Fame and the stuff yep. that goes along with that. Got so uh, what do we think of like a ring of honor instead of like a Hall of Fame for now for the FCF? Something like that the fans of individual teams vote their players into instead of being like a league-wide thing at this point.
0: Well, you can't retire numbers just no. yet.
3: Because right, right. we're not
0: there. Right. I think that... If I, gonna it, if I was going to give it, if I was going to give it a thumbs up, I mean, I love the idea. I love giving you know guys the recognition for a season. I think you give it, you give it to one player, league wide. I don't think you give it to one player per team. Um, but I don't know, Leighton? I would, I would probably put it like here ish, like trending. Yeah, I'm, I'm here
1: with it, and it, it was that same point. I would hate yeah. to see a king's kingpins player in the ring. Of <laughs> I'd it can, be, it can be
3: workshopped. These 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 sure. ideas that I present to you every other week can all be workshopped, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, you. Uh, I yeah, appreciate that. We, will, we to... will get to a Hall of Fame eventually, so how about for that, what if instead of a bust for oh. players in the Hall of Fame, you had a hologram <clears throat> that would show uh-huh. that yes. player in action, yes. you know, showing some of the things that he would do on the field. Highlight and put it in the metaverse, done and done. Yes. Yeah. We we want then, have, have a little bed of avatar grass under it. Uh-huh. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Um, I had a couple, uh, uh, I know we can't retire numbers. We need all the numbers we can get. Ray Austin at least has already said that. Yeah. But what do we think of at least retiring the number 22 in honor of Christian Salisbury?
0: Yes. Yeah. Thumbs up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We unfortunately lost a few months ago. 100% Um, agreed. On the same on the same note, what what would we think of having possibly a, an award for players named after him? Uh, I don't I don't know if I don't think MVP would be proper because yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't the MVP. No, but he was he a great the MVP. Personality and a but maybe something like a like a a spirit I or think, an attitude or something. <clears throat> yeah, it, like it, it would probably be something team? that it would probably be something that the players would vote on because I think the players have a good idea, a better idea than. Fans will oh, like
1: players MVP. Like yeah. this is players, players guy.
0: MVP or yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Cause, Cause Salisbury was a littler guy, so little body, big heart, like a Rudy kind of yeah. award. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yes. So both up.
3: of those. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um last one. Is that it? Last uh, one hit me. What do we think of an idea of retiring the branding of the FCF champion after every season? So we kind of did that with the Wild Aces. Wild Aces no more. Yeah. What if yeah. we made it so that every year the the group that is the champion team has to rebrand. And you know so for this year you would retire the Zappers and that has to be they had to think of something else now.
0: From a merch perspective I think it's it's hilarious because then the merch becomes, you know, like a vintage what obsolescence the lessons. Yes, yeah. Uh <sighs> I don't know. i'm gonna vote down on
1: this he's gonna, one. Vote, down. I'm gonna I, vote
0: down yeah i mean i i like the idea of each year us having not so much new color patterns but like maybe new jersey designs of that nature for the winning team um but maybe there is like maybe there is a cool thing that we could decide at the beginning of the season like hey if you win a championship you get to retire this from your team right it's sort of like are they going to keep lighting that damn beam in sacramento or is that mm-hmm. was that just this year right do you know what i mean so like is is like we have the one thing of the zappers so i'm gonna say no to like retiring the branding but maybe there is something that we
3: could you know we could we could retire within the thing mm-hmm. uh, know, i'm not i'm not here just to give you good ideas i'm here to have <laughs> fun with you guys and it's, it's it doesn't have to be punishing uh, them with this cutie it's uh, Unless you want to spend people out, who though. do
0: the best. <laughs> uh I say we pick the worst team and rebrand them. Now that is yeah. hysterical. That's funny. Uh but again. Or, you or know, they have to go as the losers for
3: the next season. Like that yes. is their brand, the losers. Yeah. I mean, if you <laughs> want the should have been stars to tank, then maybe you do that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh Freddie Airmel, as always, great to have you on the show, buddy. Uh we'll see you in a couple Always weeks. great to be here. Uh, and uh how so you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. How do you think the uh, the Chief besides the entire first night of the draft just being like, Kansas City is the greatest place ever and we have the greatest team and everybody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and here's the here's the girl from shrinking that doesn't know what a football is, just yelling. And then let's bring in Rob Regal because he's like yeah, let's bring that all in for Kansas City. Besides that, how do you think the draft? Was?
3: You know, you're lucky you don't have my dad on to talk about all the stupid shit that goes on around the draft on draft night. <laughs> I want uh, your dad to come on the show to talk about it. No. I really do. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd be getting way more than you're in for with Big Tim. Whose birth- <laughs> it's, it's my dad's birthday today, actually.
0: Oh, Big Tim. Happy Shout birthday. Out
3: Shout out, Tim. out to yeah, Big we're Tim. We're going to be having homemade pizza and a maple walnut uh, carrot cake. Let's go.
0: Oh. Big Tim's big birthday. Thanks for being on the show, Freddie. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, but.
3: All right. Get back to work, hey,
0: man. Get back to work. All right. Uh, late <laughs> we've ever did, but we got a couple of fun things to get to. Okay. Uh, first of all, um, you moved. We talked about it. Uh, did yeah. we get any, did we get any suggestions from the fans of like in sports? What's the, what's the equivalent of moving? Cause it, listen, I would probably help you move. I've helped more people move than I'd like to count. I moved so many times in my life. I never want to move again. I don't care if I'm living oh, in a box that's... that box is now my home. Okay. I'm done.
1: It was the most physically demanding three days of my life. Recess. It, it, <laughs> it was really
0: painful. You want me to call and, that you know, Morehouse you know, coach and tell him? Say what again? You want me to call the <laughs> Morehouse coach and tell him that was the most physically demanding thing?
1: You know? uh, um, God, no. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we have two flights of stairs. So that's oh, just imagine that. Yeah, oh, painful. Painful.
0: that. yeah, it's painful. Painful. that? Yeah. What's like. Of- is it like your quarterback going out for like six weeks? Not the whole season, but like six weeks, like like a high ankle sprain for your QB. Is it – it's not losing in the first round of the playoffs. It's losing like a heartbreaking Eastern Conference final maybe or like a second-round series?
1: I feel like it's like a rebuild.
0: Oh, no one likes a to rebuild. have to go through a
1: go-to-the-rebuild. Yes. Well, a rebuild sucks. Well said. Or, or having to go through a new general manager. Do you know mm. how much anticipation and like painful anticipation that is?
0: Yeah. Even a new head coach. What about um, what about the wildcat offense? Is that the equivalent of moving? <laughs> is it like oh oh look they brought in Tim Tebow? Wonder what they're gonna do with them. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Or is it like watching Army and Navy just run the option audit? <laughs> all day
0: long. Is it it's a pitcher? Day. Is it a pitcher just throwing the ball to first over and over and over again to try and pick off a guy oh, that gosh. he knows he's not gonna get?
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Or is it, or
0: is it the wave? Is the wave moving?
1: <laughs> the new uniform <laughs> process. Oh that's yeah the yeah. team with a new or a new when they announce a new rebrand they're like they announce it in November and they're like we'll let you know in April and you're like Here you suck go. like yeah yeah I feel is, like they shouldn't announce rebrands they should announce rebrands the week that they're gonna
3: launch it. Is it John Madden
0: is it John Madden talking about about Brett Favre in like the mid nineties? It's moving the turducan yeah, yeah yeah I don't think so <laughs> Uh, well congratulations on your move layton Uh, i'm very proud of you can't wait to see you in a minivan in a few years you're going to rock that dodge caravan crush it
1: oh god okay well i'm a real adult uh
0: and then finally layton you know we we talk a lot about sports obviously this is a very sports heavy show sometimes Mm -hmm. we like to talk about entertainment now on friday my brother and i had been talking about we wanted to go to the theaters to see cocaine bear unfortunately my brother was was not healthy enough to go to the theaters. So well, we waited until it came on streaming. I went to his mm-hmm. house on Friday night. Uh, we took an edible, had a couple, I had a couple drinks and we watched cocaine bear. Let me tell you something right now. Cocaine bear is a terrible movie. That is awesome. It is, is it like awesome. Energy. Why is it like the energy of a
1: pineapple express? Cause that's how, that's how it comes off to me in the, yes,
0: it's dude. Okay. It's, it's this hilarious ticking clock uh of there's no like i i would say there's no real plot other than they want to like capture and kill this bear but they they keep losing this bear and this bear has like the superpowers of like a jason or a freddy freddy krueger and but he's also he he gets a liking he gets like a he gets a he he gets a liking for the cocaine and so he's now chasing people down for the cocaine it's i'm telling you man i just realized Just put cocaine on Wendy the Pooh in this graphic (laughs) instead of honey, he did cocaine. (laughs) Oh, Christopher Robin, he got some more. Hey, Chris, 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 it's me, Pooh. Let's get weird. You know that donkey, you know that really sad donkey? Let's give him some damn cocaine.
1: (laughs) Hey, Tigger, I'll make you feel good.
0: tigger doesn't need any more cocaine that's it yeah no, no not at all
1: yeah,
2: Gosh. Yeah. Uh,
0: well this has been back to work uh i'm josh mccuga it's leighton batiste thanks for gonna, i gotta figure out my internet by thursday or i'm gonna lose my mind um leighton congrats on your move your new background's fantastic i'm thank very you. very happy for you and a uh, special thanks to doug glosser freddie airmail for being here everybody in the chat thank you so much from king cod to Ruthless cutie and everybody in between uh this is fan controlled sports and entertainment we follow us at fan controlled across all social medias. Uh, tomorrow, InfoRK does not have a show. He'll be back next week. Don't Cause a Ruckus on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific. And the Fan Controlled Show, your flagship show, 2.30 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. We'll be back next Monday. Make sure uh, that you guys um, you know, share this, tell people about it, subscribe. We just have a lot of fun here. We're the only league in the world where we are giving power to all of the fans. It's what we want. Fans call the plays in football. Fans will be able to call the shots in basketball and just wait till you see the other sports and plans and things that we have in store for you all. Until the next episode, Leighton. Back to work. This has been a presentation of the Fan-Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, leave a review, subscribe to this network, follow us across all our social media channels, and tell everyone you know that the future of sports is here and it's fan-controlled. L. F. G.